Hello, and thank you for listening to the Teaching Math Teaching Podcast. The Teaching Math Teaching Podcast is sponsored by the Association of MathMax Teacher Educators, a community of math teacher educators learning to teach math teachers better. I am your co-host, Joel Lambadon, and joining me is Jen Wolf. Hey, Jen. Uh, hey. And Dusty Jones. Hey, Joel. And not only are they joined, we're joined live together in one room, not over Zoom. This is kind of nice. We are this is at, very nice. yeah, it is nice. We are at uh, AMTE's 2024 conference. Yeah, I think this is the first time the three of us have ever recorded live in the same room. Right. And it's really nice. We're going to talk about a little history in a second here. So, uh, and we're going to be talking about the opening session for this year's conference. So, the panel was titled Critical Conversations, AMTE Standards for Preparing Teachers of Mathematics in Social and Political Contexts. And the panel featured Jenny Bay Williams, uh, Liza Bondurant, Yvonne Lay, uh, Richard Velasco, and Ava Thanheiser. Right? And so a very thought-provoking uh, conversation. We're going to get into that in a bit. But uh, the reason why, and this is, so this is a little bit different episode. So the purpose behind this episode goes back to the purpose of the podcast. And I was doing a little reflecting, Dusty. Um, we talked about this exactly five years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're in Orlando right now. It was in Orlando five years ago. Okay. Um, maybe or maybe not coming out of a restroom. Yeah, there might have been some <laughs> restroom door involved or That's something right. like that. And then and, and then <laughs> having Ava Thanheiser with her go-gettedness saying like, all right, let's just do it. We and she had some knowledge about how to start a podcast, and we and we got going uh, a year later in mm-hmm. Phoenix, uh, where we started recording episodes. But the the intention, the original intention of this podcast is like we have been privy to lots of conversations at this uh, event mm-hmm. where we've gotten to stand around with awesome people uh, and have conversations about something like the opening session mm-hmm. of thoughts and ideas and things, and then like having that conversation and then being better because of it. And then all, but the podcast is like wanting to invite others to be a part of such conversations or being privy to like just some of the advice and expertise you get, but then also just some of the reactions to, uh, again, thought provoking ideas that are out there. So we're not trying to co-opt the the content that was being offered by the panel. Um, Mm -hmm. But we're trying to is just, again, invite people into a conversation, have a little bit of reflection uh, try something and then also just take advantage of being all in the same place yeah. at the same yeah. time. So, um, so yeah, th- that's where we're at. So, but also too, we get a chance to try out some of these questions and, and maybe give it a little, because sometimes we're asking people questions and we, we have some ideas too. And so some of the questions that we typically ask folks at the beginning of the episodes, uh, I want to uh, lay some of those out. So, um, let's try this best advice. Okay. Best advice you ever received when you started teaching math teachers. So that's one we ask of our guests typically. So what is the best advice you received when you started teaching math teachers? And we can be brief because we've got some more conversation to go. I think for me it was, and I still go back to this, is the idea that you are planting seeds. Mm. So sometimes when I'm like, oh, this isn't working, or I just, oh, this idea isn't coming across, like, wait a minute, I can't be everything for everyone. I shouldn't be everything for everyone. And then how am I planting seeds, right, to grow these different flowers and plants in this garden, and how do we till the soil? And it takes a community to do these things. Yeah. It can't just be you. Yeah. So that's that's what I think about. I go back to in those moments where I experience joy, but also those moments mm-hmm. where I experience frustration in pre-service teacher education, yeah. right? And uh-huh. so I'm like, I'm just planting seeds and doing what I can in the community mm-hmm. to gr- help grow that garden. Nice. That's nice. a good metaphor. I like that. Uh, for me, I think, if, if I can take a step back from teaching math teaching, uh, some good advice that I heard while I was learning to do this was from Fran Arbaugh, and I was uh, a TA in a class that she was teaching some pre-service teacher candidates, and a question that she kept asking them was, in your classroom, who's doing the math? Mm. Um, and that, that hit me because I'd been a high school math teacher, and I thought, well, I actually did a lot of math, you know, seven, eight class periods a day. I was doing a lot of math, but were my students doing That's a lot right, of math? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, in some of the other doctoral courses I was taking, uh, it, it kind of became, I don't, I don't remember if someone said this specifically, but I was thinking, who's doing the math teaching? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't really know how to operationalize that, but I'm... I'm still thinking about that all these years later Yeah. of um, when I'm teaching future teachers, uh, am I giving them a chance to 
teach in my class, whether it's, you know, a methods course, which I haven't taught in a long time yeah. or a content course. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, those are all good advice. Uh, the one that I got is cause I taught a secondary math methods course at the university of Wisconsin and it was a court and I, there was a syllabus that was attached to it. And it was something that, uh, I knew that course had been taught by Tanya Bartel, probably Amy Ellis. And then, um, also Kristen Bieta and like, one of the advice was like, don't reinvent the wheel. Like you don't have to like rethink this whole thing. Like there's good stuff that has happened here. And yes, you have things that you might want to add, but lean on, lean on, <laughs> lean on others. Right. You know, like Jen, we were just talking mm -hmm. a little bit before in the poster session, like we're smarter together. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and some of the stuff I've learned from you and me, or you learn from me, like we make each other better. Right? That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So awesome. Uh, let's do this one. Cause this is one, I think Jen, you added this question. I think last year I like it. What is a word phrase or quote that helps you center the work you do in teaching math teachers? Hmm. Word phrase or quote that helps you center the work you do in teaching math teachers. And like in the instruction, we say it's okay to have pauses. I think I come back to, and hopefully I'm not taking your word because uh -huh. we've collaborated a lot, Joel, that it's all grounded in love. And how do mm -hmm. we, how do we think about what we do with our students? How do we learn from and with them? And how is it all grounded in like this unconditional positive regard and love is how, like, yeah. that's kind of what I center. And it's that idea of like, we teach people mathematics and it's, yeah. we center people people. So I'm always going back to like, how am I engaging in work that's humanizing? How right. am I engaging in work that where folks can feel like they can show up as their entire selves? And I think it's just grounded in that unconditional positive regard and love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I really like that. I want to steal that, but um, I'll, <laughs> I'll go with the answer that I had preloaded before you answered <laughs> that question. Um, I... A few years ago, I had written on the, the marker board in my class, some, I was trying to take a stab at a professional mission, and I had written up there, I want to help people learn to do mathematics better. Um, it, my professional roles changed a little bit, and I'm not saying yeah. that's a perfect mission. That was, Like I said, that was like a yeah. rough draft, and then I just left it up there and, yeah. and forgot about it. But I think... I think um, like I want to help. I think that's the phrase, yeah. um, and and maybe that doesn't that that can cover lots of different roles, right? Um, but that's something that um, that I'm trying to do in lots of different ways. Not that I will, not that I know what to do yeah. to help necessarily. Like I'm not saying, oh, there's an issue, let me solve that. Not not that sort of right. thing. But I want to be there to be an advocate, to be a resource, um, to you know, not to take away the struggle necessarily if the student needs to struggle to learn something, yeah. if the teacher needs to go through that tough phone call, you got to make mm -hmm. this tough phone call to a parent. Um, I'm not going to do the phone call for you. You're going to have to do that. Right. Um, but I think that's, that's mine. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it goes when, you know, the student is struggling and like, is, is helping here going to be like to, to take away that struggle? No, right. Mm -hmm. Why not? That's not, might not be helping at yeah. all. All right. Um, uh, and I'm going to, you know, it felt like, uh, <laughs> felt like, felt like we're, I, and I'm in a good way, uh, Jen, it felt like you, like I'm always thinking about love and agape you and do, unconditional yeah. love, but I'm going to do a word that I think, uh, you would also use as well. And I think Dusty, you'd use this too with the idea of help, but it's like with, yeah, mm. with. idea of with, okay. like, mm -hmm. and, it, and that goes with like, I'm not doing it for, mm -hmm. right. We're doing it with, like mm -hmm. we're learning with each other and, and we're trying to figure out here at the conference, we're trying to figure out, we're with each other, trying to figure out how do we teach math teachers better. And I think that's, I like that idea of, of with. It's right? such an important, that word, right? Because then it, if you think about community, you think about how do you do things in collective community and what does that mean? Like how are you learning from and with one mm -hmm. another? Because we're part of that community too. Yeah. I think sometimes it can often be like, these are the students, this is the teacher. But like we're part of that class. It's not my classroom it's our space so how are we 
co-creating that space? How are yes. we creating mm-hmm. a space that we all want to be a part of? Mm-hmm. Well, we all have yeah. to put into that, right? So yes. it can't just be like, here's what we're going to do in Dr. Wolf's class, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I just made this connection. So who's doing the math teaching? Maybe we all are with each right. other. Mm-hmm. I'm learning from you. Yes. You're learning from me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's so much more rich. Like, why did I always go back to like, why did I even go? In, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, why did I even go into teaching? It's like, I like to think about other people's thinking. I like learning. We all talk about being lifelong learners, but if we're not doing things from like with each other, right? right. And yeah. learning yeah. that way, I mean, we miss out on opportunities to grow yes. if we don't invite yeah. those kind of conversations in with our we're students. We're not just standing up front and recording a video and then telling students, go watch this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, or we're not just podcasting. Yeah, yeah, everything exactly. Out there. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it reminds me of that um, what Chris Emden when he talks about uh, first talked about like uh, uh, hip hop based education, or he talked about like the teacher that's working so hard at the board, and he's like recording it, the teaching, and he looks at it and he sees this teacher like just doing it like so much energy. He's put it, and he's like, and he had this incl- incl- inclination there we go, <laughs> to like zoom out with his camera because he's capturing some data and he just sees disengaged students. You know, mm. like it was like, man, that teacher was rocking it, but it, w- it wasn't with, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't with. Yeah. And so uh, there we go. Awesome. Thanks for doing that. Uh, so now let's get, let's get into the conversation today about the, um, uh, about the session. And so again, the session today, and again, I'm going to do the title is... Um, the panel was Critical Conversations, AMTE Standards for Preparing Teachers of Mathematics in Social and Political Contexts. If I remember correctly, they said it was, what, seven years? Because it launched out the I think it conference. was seven years. I think they said seven years. They said seven. Um, yeah. And so that was part of the conversation about, um, and Jenny Bay Williams kind of offered some history, uh, and then some different perspectives from each of the panelists on uh, the standards. But really what it sta- it's centered around was that standard C44, which I have because they gave out a handy-dandy handout. Yes, um, standard C4, and then there was more work on, like, specific indicator four. Yeah, specific that. indicator. And, and w- so which one should I, should I read? The, the, I'll read standard C4. Yeah. Or, or Dusty, you got it? You I got it, re- yeah. Okay. Standard C4. Well-prepared beginning teachers of mathematics realize that the social, historical, and institutional contexts of math affect teaching and learning, and know about and are committed to their critical roles as advocates for each student. Right. And so these are the standards, and I'm going to, the standards that are for the preparation of teachers of mathematics, AMT put out seven years ago. So that's standard four. And then the indicator, specific indicator we kind of focused in on, was uh, well-prepared beginning teachers, was uh, indicator C44, Understand power and privilege in the history of math education. Well-prepared beginning teachers of mathematics understand the roles of power, privilege, and oppression in the history of mathematics education and are equipped to question existing educational systems that produce inequitable learning experiences and outcomes for students. All right? And so conversation around that. But And I'm just going to you know, some basic questions. Again, imagine this is like colleagues that just come together after a session to talk about it. So like... What stood out? What stood out from the session? Like when you, when we, there's lots of turn and talk opportunities and I was sitting close to Jen and I know saw Dusty, I saw you up towards the front. Good job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so what stood out from the session? What stood out from you uh, with what you heard? Well, I, I liked just to talk about the format. Um, I thought the speakers kept their remarks kind of short and to the point. It was very impactful yeah. what they were saying. They were not wasting words. And then I really appreciated the multiple times that we got to turn and talk to each other about they had they had given us a question for each time. But sometimes we would start our time by finishing up the thought yeah. that we were still stewing on because it was so thought-provoking. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm just commenting on the format there. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really nice. And I was not bored at all during this this conversation. Yeah, yeah it was really engaging. Yeah, it was definitely an engaging conversation to yeah. be able to do those turn and talks and have different questions. And the way that the questions kind of flowed out were really well done, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So. Well, and, and it maybe goes back to the word, like, of with, right? Mm-hmm. This wasn't just them presenting at. Like, no, 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 we are a part of a community these standards are a responsibility 
of this community that we have put together, right? Like our AMT's name is on these standards and then we've said that we're standing behind them. And so if we're going to talk about how to move forward specifically with these indicators that are really timely, like we need to engage as a community around them. And I, I mean, like just the, like you saying, Dusty, just even the format, they made, it, it felt like they're making that statement with the format, which mm -hmm. I really appreciate. It's like, uh, I always kid about the lecture about not lecturing that right. you see in the math class, like <laughs> or the PowerPoint on how not to do a PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but the, but yeah, like it was really like okay, there's there's some uh, integrity throughout the like right, mm -hmm. you know, like there's you could tell that they're very thoughtful ab about this. What else stood out? I think we were talking about the emotion. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely emotional work. Because I think we talk about how this work is hard. We talk about how this is like heart work for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that vulnerability, I think, really came through in a lot of the presenters. And I think it was from the deep conversations that they had in constructing the panel and thinking very thoughtfully about what we would talk about, how they would engage the community of AMTE, that, that you could just feel it. You could just feel how strongly they believe in the work that they're doing mm -hmm. and how we need to move the, the field forward in these issues. And we need to be having explicit conversations about them. So I think it's a very much needed panel. And I think that came out in some of the comments afterwards right, yeah. from, from the audience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The, uh, there was, that emotion was definitely there. Mm -hmm. uh, I, 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 you know, felt bravery coming from mm -hmm. all of the panelists. I felt, like they were, they were speaking about their own experiences. They were speaking about decisions they've made uh, in the past or very recently, and um, just a boldness and, and really that passion to, uh, you know, to do that that work of love to do the work with our our pre-service teacher and service teachers um, to help them, you know, teach all students to meet the needs of all students to not. Uh, perpetuate uh, harm. Yeah. Um, it felt like they all brought them their whole selves into it. I mean, that speaks mm -hmm. to the emotion of it, right? But like, they all brought who they were. I mean, it seemed like everyone, again, very emotional, but then also too, like, you know, Ava as the moderator and like, you know, she said, well, uh, you know, I'm going to misquote Ava, but like she said, like, well, you know, a moderator is not supposed to, you're just supposed to, you know, get the conversation going, not supposed to like have their own remarks. But she's like, I can't do that. <laughs> you know, Ava, she can't do that. So like just, again, bringing their whole selves. And like, and even too, Dusty, you talked about um, uh, Yvonne, like talking about her role as uh, now a, like a math teacher educator and a math educator, like mm -hmm. content and thing methods, mm -hmm. like bringing that whole, self to yeah. this work and like that we all need to do that as well. Yeah. It's pretty important. Um, and also to the context that people come from It's not only like where they're at in their career, but where they're, you know, mm -hmm. all the, all the different parts of their identity and bringing it to the space is, I think, again, it's like a model of like, let's, you know, it, this is important work that we need to bring our whole selves to. Mm -hmm. And I, I, Jen, I, I think I've learned that mostly from you, like in, in the work that we've done together, like how you've, you've taught me a lot that way. Yeah, and then I think something that stood out is like when you think about bringing your whole self to the space, I think it goes back to it may, the connection I made is a lot of the work that um, Richard Velasco was talking about, right, that Yolanda Celia Ruiz and the archaeology self, and yes. how can you take up these theoretical practices when you haven't done this deep dive of who you are and what you believe? I, I don't think I can bring my whole self if I haven't done an examination of the ways that I have been brought up, as Yolanda Celia Ruiz would say, like, I've been brought up to be racist and biased, and I have these ideas. Um, so what do I know, and what do I believe, and how do I... I don't know, when I talk to my pre-service teachers, I say, you will cause harm. We're yeah. trying to minimize the harm, mm. right? We need to examine our intent and our impact. But I, So that, for me, also connected to what Liza had said about starting with Chapter 1, why didn't yeah. I start with Chapter 4 mm, yeah. of the standards? And, yeah, yeah. and I've been doing that a lot in my own methods work. So I'm like, I really firmly believe, like, how can we start doing this work if we don't know who we are, what we believe, yeah. And how do we interrogate yeah. that so don't we don't perpetuate that harm, right? right? Yeah. Um, and center P 
people doing mathematics. Yeah, yeah. C- centering the people in that chapter four mm-hmm. with the equity mm-hmm. uh, piece and, instead of starting with the content in chapter one where we might, uh, academically at least, some of us might feel like I'm really comfortable with the math. Yeah. yeah. Um, but how do I do this other work? Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, start with that. Yeah. And how have we paused to think about where do we hold power and where we hold power changes in different mm-hmm. contexts or where we have unearned advantages in different mm-hmm. contexts? And do we see those in play, right? Where have I been both the oppressed and the oppressor in different mm-hmm. situations? And yeah. how does that change over time? I, you know, so I think if you don't unpack those things, how can we start taking up? how to engage in equitable teaching practices. Yeah. Where, so I guess it gets me a question of where, you know, in your own preparation, did you first get confronted with something like with, you know, C4? Well, I mean, and I think too, I, I think I heard Rochelle talk sometime about an exercise that she would do with her pre-service teachers where they would look at the the, uh, the NCES, the National Center for Educational Statistics database on their schools, right? Their school and like look up, look at the makeup of their school and then say like, was this makeup of your school reflected in your last math class? Mm. You know? Wow. And, and like, okay, why? You know, and like it start to confront like you, you've already been a part of something, right? You've already, like you've either benefited or something. Like if you've gotten to a point where you're in, you know, a math ed preparation program. Like, there's probably been a part of something where, even if, like, in a, a college, you know, lots of colleges, like where it, the calculus course or the college, whatever it is, is going to be. There's filtering people. They they don't necessarily are designed for everyone to pass those classes. You know, like, so what? You know, thinking about like being, like, all of a sudden, like having like an aha moment, like, oh yeah, like I'm not just this you know, first generation college student that pulled myself up on my bootstrap, like, I, there's a lot of privilege behind me. Mm-hmm. And like, all right, so now now what, right? Like you said, mm-hmm. Jen, like, how do I not keep perpetuating that but versus like push against it? I don't know, any, like, you think about it, like, what, what are, I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be the first moment, but any moment that comes to your mind when you're like, oh, wow, like, where's my role in this? Um. I don't know if it was a first moment, um, you know, as I guess over the last decade, as I've been getting to know more about the equity work that other people are doing. And now I'm learning that, you know, I can be doing this and there's lots yeah. of different things. We don't all have to be doing the same sorts of things. Um, you know, one of the parts that I need to do is just recognize um, and not not try to hide the fact that uh, you know, I'm a white male, mm-hmm. cisgendered, and so a lot of people don't have any problems if they see me doing something somewhere. Um, there's not there's not a lot of questions that are raised. I, I'm a Christian, yeah. and so some people hear that and they're like, "Oh, are you that kind of Christian?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll just go ahead and say, "No, I don't know what you mean <laughs> by that kind." Um, but uh, so so those are some of the things I have to realize. That's where I'm. That's where I have that power or that privilege, um, and I'm not trying to exploit that in myself. I'm trying to maybe use this position that I have not to not to hinder others, but to, again, go back to my word, to help them out yeah, yeah. In, in some way. I'm not saying that uh, I'm a savior in any right. way with that, um, but I'm just trying to, you know, extend opportunities to other people where they would need right. where they would need that. Um, one thing that I mentioned to the group that I was chatting with today was um, a few years ago I was teaching a history of math class. There were about 12 students in the class. Um, one girl who was a, a white female, a girl, adult, sorry, pre-service teacher, uh, was absent that day. And students were up doing their presentations uh, of the homework problems like, like we were always doing. I'm sitting in the back of the room uh, to observe them, but also to help them look at the other students in the room when they're presenting instead of just looking at me. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking around at the other students. This is around this time of year, around February yeah. in the spring semester. And I realize I'm the only white person in the room. And I 
after the person got done presenting, you know, we all, you know, gave the person claps and snaps that, you know, good job on that problem. I said, I just want to pause here. I just noticed something. I'm the only white man in the room. There, there were other males in the room, um, and, and but there were black and brown students, Asian American, Arab American. Um, and I said, in this history of math class, we're studying mathematics of different cultures. And I just want to recognize that I'm learning a lot from you and we are all learning about these mathematics from many different cultures. And I'm, I'm just excited to be in this place because the school I grew up in was predominantly white. Uh, one of the schools I went to, I think there were only white students in my grade. Yeah. Um, and so it was, it was just great to be a part of a diverse community um, racially and ethnically mm -hmm. uh, that, that we could see. I'm sure we had lots of other differences and probably some similarities that you couldn't see right. uh, just looking uh, at, the, at the people sitting in the room. But that was, that was a, a meaningful time for me. Yeah. Um, and it, it just makes me think I want to have more opportunities to do more to help more students. There you go. All right. If that's a lame story, cut no, it no. out. <laughs> We're not cutting anything. Okay. Oh, that's good. No. I mean, think about it, like recognizing and then the idea, that idea of with again and, and or like, you know, trying to make, identify and point out. And I think that's part of it is too, is how do we notice these situations as well? I don't know, Jen, anything come to your mind? Oh, yeah. When you think of a moment, I know that's like a great question. I think... Something that was powerful for me, a couple of things. There was NCSM had their first Asian-American panel that they invited me to, and so I got to meet Teddy and Carrie and Kathy. Wow. And often Asian-Americans are put into, like, this monolithic group, and we're mm -hmm. not a monolithic group. <laughs> and so when we shared our stories, one, it was powerful, honestly, just to be in the presence of these wonderful people, but just to... When you grow up in a space where you don't see strong Asian American like role models, yeah. and then you're on a panel with Carrie and Kathy, <laughs> it's just like, wait a minute, you know, like, yeah. I don't know, it was really powerful. And then I was learning about different histories of the Asian American experience and being able to share parts of my own story. And so that was one moment where I was like, I need to know more about the histories and kind of like, where I fit in and what I've learned and what I've internalized. And the second was um, Julia Geary and Danny Martin and um, Rochelle Gutierrez had the Math Education Scholars of Color, and mm. I joined, like, the second year that they had it. Um, and when we all came together in this room, like, you've got, like, Nicole Louie and Catherine and Carrie and some yeah. other Asian-American folks in the space where... I had never been part of an Asian American community. For those of you who don't know, I was born and raised in Kentucky, and it was a predominantly white area that I grew up in. And so for me to see other folks that looked like me um, and did such powerful work yeah. around equity and social justice, and they're fiery, like yeah. activist-oriented, strong people mm -hmm. that are fierce. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm learning so much from them. And like, do I have those seeds of activism in me? What are the ways that I can use my sphere of influence to kind of change the narrative of who can do math and what it means to do math or how was I positioned, right? So it really got me on this journey of thinking more deeply about myself, um, the ways I've been raised, the things I think, and caused me to pause and move with intentionality and just learn from the power of stories. Mm, yeah. People sharing their stories. I mean, oh, we're yeah. like, that's where we learn the most, right? And I think in a lot that's of great. indigenous cultures, it's the storytelling, right? And yes. why aren't we doing like more of that and getting more stories out and doing that, that work so that we can stop, you know, in the perpetuation of the harm and just be better human beings? Yeah, yeah. That was a long kind of roundabout no. way of saying, like these no, moments no. that like <laughs> this journey that we're all trying to, that we're all on, right? right? And trying to do this work together and learn from one another. Yeah. Well, I think it's in telling the stories too that you you see the overlaps, right? Mm -hmm. Of like, of hey, like we might have these differences, but now we're seeing some of our similarities, and now we've now we're not just isolated, but we're connected. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. Sharing the stories is really important. Yeah. Um, I, I really appreciate you sharing that story. Well, that's like we saw that in the panel, right? They yeah. were sharing stories of their discussions, but also the ways in which they've been working with um, 
teacher educators and the different identities they bring to the space and how they're mm-hmm. trying to push forward and different recommendations from these standards, right? And how yeah. do we... Well, yeah, and even the, the story of the standards and how mm-hmm. it was like we need to have them and now let's get it together. And then like they went off and started meeting weekly to mm-hmm. start hammering them out. It was just like, that's inspiring. You know, mm-hmm. like they, they saw the call and then they responded. Um, so thinking else, another, you know, you get inspired, you, you, things you noticed from the talk. And if there's still other things you want to make sure to highlight, make sure to shut them out. Like this is a conversation, but also too, there's a response of like, okay, so I've heard something right. And now what is it, what does it make you want to do? Or like, what is, what is a response? What is the thing that you want to, I mean, for me, I guess one thing is like, if some of you are like, well, what are the standards as an AMTE member? You log in and you can go to professional learn or uh, publications, and the standards are there, and you can go find them. If you're not a member, you can go and get ex- access to the executive summary. They're there. So if you're not familiar with them, go get familiar with them. I think that's one thing is like I'm not as familiar as I need to be, right? And like because people, uh, and that's what's nice about having standards. Like smart people have got together and they thought about well, what matters, what matters to this space, and we get a chance to see like there's there's good stuff there and so now okay let's be familiar with the standard let's, let's we'll put that one as every, one thing everyone probably should do uh what else what else does it make you how does it want to respond i know we said a couple of things but what does it make you want to do or how you want to respond or what now pick any of those questions i think one of the hardest questions to kind of respond to that i think is a really important question is like how do you handle the pushback that was a big one, right? Like, how do we uh, pushback, mitigate yes. and respond to the pushback? Because in the so political... So, th- as an example, like, yeah. uh, not of how to respond, but just some pushback, mm-hmm. would that be like if if you're in your classroom and you try to say, you know, this is something I would do to help my transgender students, and mm-hmm. then some student is like, uh, no, there's only two genders, mm-hmm. the end. Yeah, um, Is that the kind of pushback that they were talking about, or is it? I think it could be in the context of K-12. I think they were thinking in math teacher preparation, but I could be wrong. Like when you're having these kinds of conversations mm-hmm. around oppression and privilege and racism, mm-hmm. like what kind of pushback have you seen from students in your space? And okay. like what is your context of like, are we negotiating that racism is a thing, right? Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. In okay, or we talk about or privilege. The right? privilege. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what does those conversations look like? And are, then how are there do you, power structures? Are yeah. there power structures? How are you navigating those conversations as an mm-hmm. MTE, right? Yeah. And then it's. Okay. I think it's going back to like, well, if you haven't done that deep dive of what you believe in your identity work and how you hold power and privilege in different ways, right? That you're just going to replicate those things, mm-hmm. but then okay, so now you've done that work. Let's and it's ongoing, right? Yeah, you yeah, never yeah. arrive in it. How do you handle the those critical conversations within your classroom for your context? Mm-hmm. And then what are the implications for pushbacks when we we all live in states that have laws <laughs> that yeah. are um, kind of restricting what teachers can do and how do we engage in what Rochelle yeah, Gutierrez yeah. calls insubor- or creative, creative insubordination, insubordination yeah. right? When there are the implications of like social media, um, you know, people might go to jail, get fined, get harassed. Like mm-hmm. they're, I don't know, we, we, we've yeah, talked yeah. a little bit about how how do I, what moral and ethical responsibilities do I have as a math teacher educator to advocate for the things that I know are right, but also know that they're going into K-12 schools where they're, they have certain things that they have to do and certain things maybe they don't, uh, you know, agree with. Um, how can they be creatively insubordinate? So, like, what what's my role as a math teacher educator when I don't have to face the consequences yeah, not putting them directly? In yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it is a danger safety issue yeah. in a lot of states, right? Yeah. Um, and so I don't know where we were. I don't know where we exactly were, but that's something that has stood out to me in terms of we've got to do what's right by students. We've got to mm-hmm. do what's right by people. Mm-hmm. How do we do that in an ethical and moral way yeah. with all the constraints that are coming down? Because, like, we're negotiating people's humanity in a lot of these spaces. Right. A lot of these states are doing that. And so, well, it's heavy. Yeah. 
one thing I and um, this might be a little too sunshiny of, of a way <laughs> trying to look for the silver lining, but if if there wasn't pushback, right, mm-hmm. that means no one cares what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that oh. there is pushback means that you are going in the right direction. Like, you, you are pushing on something against the status quo, right? Okay. And people are countering that. And I think something when you're doing good work, I think that there's going, there will be push. So, I mean, there are people, like, but it, there's something about, like, okay, something we're doing that has been done in the, in the, in the world has been moving in the right direction, and yet there's some pushback on that, right? So that I'm, I'm just not saying it's a positive indicator, but I'm just saying like, there, we're. I, I think that people don't appreciate it when you're pushing against the status quo, and I think we have been pushing against the status quo and moving in a in a positive direction, mm-hmm. and people are now they're pushing hard back in some and like in in some places where it's like. Yeah, like how do we love on kids when there's laws even saying like what you can or cannot call them, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's 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 disarming. But um, but then also too, how do we help our students? Like I, you're saying, Jen, how do we help our students navigate that space, but not saying putting it all on them, right? Yeah. Right? Because they're they're not ready for that. Yeah. But like, but it's like. But there's still there's there's things that they can do, and how do we help mm-hmm. them step into that space, and like, you know, create loving spaces for folks to be. And I think also, and you're just building on another talk. The advocacy lunch mm-hmm. had a lot some some good yeah. ideas for yeah. how you can step into some space and and some better support students. Right. Mm-hmm. I kind of went off on there. Um, <laughs> There, it's what happens when you have these good conversations. Exactly. Right? exactly. You saved it for the podcast. Save Thank it you. for the podcast. That's right. These pauses are just moments of us thinking. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're all good. Um, so I guess, yeah, like the what now. And and mm-hmm. what now is, and a remark was made, and I think a couple of remarks were made about, because um, I think Crystal uh, mentioned that there's some research about that's going coming out about how there's been more equity work happening in places like, AMTE, more presentations that are focusing on these. So like one is being a part of the community that is providing like some insights into, okay, what, what does this look like in math teacher ed spaces, mm-hmm. right? Where we're teaching math teachers. I think that's engaging in the community. That's something of what now. Uh, what else? Anything else? Some great episodes of the Teaching Math Teaching Podcast yeah. you could listen to. Yeah, I was going to say, just Shameless other promotion. Other people besides us have talked about yeah. this at length. Um, well, we could put link. I mean, and, and that's the thing. That's what's nice about, you know, is, it is going back. And look, I mean, some of the even names we've mentioned have been mm-hmm. on this podcast and have shared some, some brilliance. And it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, I just think of like one of our earlier episodes, like Eris uh, Winger came on and like, very powerful uh, mm-hmm. conversation with him. And even, you know, think about uh, Crystal uh, came on. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, like so many people I've, we've had conversations with that are sharing good stuff mm-hmm. that we can do towards this end. You know. I guess maybe that leads into, and you can respond to the what now, but any other resources you'd point to? Like we were talking about what, uh, what uh, Richard mentioned in the, his talk and, that yeah. resource you're saying, what was the yeah. work that he... So he's got a paper where he, he does a deep dive of the archaeology of self okay. with him, with him himself, right? We'll find a link to it and put yeah, it in the Yeah, we'll put the it in the show notes. Of course. Yeah, and then he draws a lot on um, Yolanda Seely Ruiz's work mm-hmm. uh, around the archaeology of self. And so that when you just said that, it made me think about how in math ed, I feel like we should be tapping a lot of other disciplines and subject yes. areas, right, to draw on like 
the work that that's been going on, especially like in literacy, yeah. right? And mm -hmm. and how are we infusing that in our courses? So I think resources along those lines. But I mean, there's people people other than just people in our field that are yeah, doing good stuff. Yeah, because when you said if there's a moment, I would think in and through the pandemic, um, everything that was happening, a lot of the work that when I was like doing my own deep dive on my own identity, I tapped into resources outside of math ed to mm -hmm. better understand folks who have been doing this work for a while. Yeah. yeah. And then how could I draw on that in my particular um, context? Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, uh, plug for a book coming out in the near future is volume six of the AMTE publications of, um, edited by Ava Thanheiser and Courtney Kessler about... Um, I'm going to get the title wrong, but it's about building community that centers equity and justice uh, in the math teacher ed space. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, all these cases around those issues and think about how to do that. Uh, well, so those might be like, you know, those entry, maybe an entry point is in there for like, maybe I haven't been thinking about this. Maybe I haven't, you know, if now I start looking at that standard uh, C4 and I think about how am I going to get to there? Oh, maybe something in there could be ways to take steps forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say go back and listen to the episode of our podcast with Kyle Whipple. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kyle did a great job, and then Kyle was one of the panelists at the advocacy lunch yes. today. Um, and so I, I had a great group to sit with this mm -hmm. morning um, I was talking about privilege. Yeah. Um, so I had uh, Susan Gay Marilyn Struchens and Gary Martin yeah. as my group members. So AMT Hall of Fame, right there. AMT yeah. Hall of Fame, and I just happened to be there uh, yeah. in the middle of it. Um, and Dusty Jones. And, and so one of the things that uh, they kept bringing up in our discussions uh, about, you know, if you get pushback or uh, what are things you you can do to help encourage uh, teachers to to meet this standard, um, even if a, even if a teacher might have a a teacher candidate might have an issue with a certain. Uh, let, let me not let me not pick on race because hopefully there's not someone that says I don't like Native Americans or something like yeah. that. Maybe there are. Maybe there is. Yeah. Um, but if there was someone that said, "Oh, transgender," if if I have a student who's transgender, I'm just going to call them by, you know, whatever the document says that that comes with the school, and I'm going to ignore that. Um, in, instead of that, instead of inflicting that harm in that way. Um, they talked about, you know, part of this says being an uh, advocate for each student. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to depersonalize or dehumanize this group out right. there. Uh, but when you think about, you know, that that that's a human, that's a person mm -hmm. that has right. a name, uh, then it, it's harder to say, oh, I'm I'm just dismissing you and everyone like you or. Mm -hmm something like that yeah and it really is not you and everyone like you it's them right it's outside mm -hmm. um and so it, it trying to find opportunities in math teacher preparation to give students experiences to to interact with all different types of students yeah. maybe uh one way to help uh be, be that disability uh sexuality gender race yeah. ethnicity socioeconomic economic status yeah I would say, uh, and just because you brought up Kyle, I would also bring up the fact is like this community, I think, wants to support each other in doing good work. And so like I heard uh, Kyle did a webinar uh, for AMTE and then we had Kyle on the podcast and then uh, Kyle has done some great work right around my hometown and reached out to Kyle. And then Kyle helped us do some work down in Mississippi mm. And it's like loved it. I mean, I mean, was more than helpful. And that's it. Yeah. It's like it's it also too. It's not like there's you know there reach out to people right that are doing mm -hmm. good work and you know because they want you to do good work. You know, <laughs> I think that's another thing too about a community is there you go the with hey, with mm -hmm. there you go yeah. there with. Um, any, any other like resources or things? I know in my conversation that I was having uh, with my friend from Boise State, uh, we talked about um, the book. Oh, he's, the um, book by Lawler and Conway and um, 
uh, Barry and the Staley. I can yeah. see it. Yeah. Responding high to school <laughs> lessons to respond to social, in, injustice. social injustice. Yeah. Uh, I'm and, forgetting a few words in there, but and now there's middle school and yeah. elementary like yeah. volumes as well. And just because, like, I remember when I was le- first learning about like teaching math for social justice, reading about it, about Gutstein. Uh, it's work and then, you know, Frankenstein and like all these people that are doing like critical math or teaching math for social justice. And like, what does it look like? And I think that those books like say like, Hey, here's what it could look like, right? Mm-hmm. Here's how you incorporate mm-hmm. standards. Here's how you, you know, respond to the social justice standards. Like, I mean, it's such a great resource on like how to do this. So it's like, maybe that's your, an entry point as well. And it's like finding those entry points I think is, is good. Anything else that we want to well, share? This is something that we all do not not should be doing uh not can do we all do this do we do we do it poorly yeah do we do it without thinking about it or are we are we you know critically kind of examining ourselves and 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 uh you know moving uh helping students to flourish yeah um because like like you said jen we you tell your pre-service teachers you're you're going to do some harm, mm-hmm. um, but we want to minimize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and um, you know, that's it, when two people are in a relationship, there's going to be some yeah. friction somewhere. Yeah. Um, and so it, we, it, it's important to think about uh, these issues and whether you're new to it and don't get overwhelmed, just, you know, start where you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what to say after that. Yeah. But, well, and start where you are and, and, Start with somebody. Okay. Like, mm-hmm, grab a partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like a thought partner, like a critical friend, whatever critical you want. Critical friend, yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, someone like, hey, I want to try it. Like, hmm, have you thought about this? And, that, you know, just like, um, just having, I just remember when I first started teaching, having that friend down the hall, we're like, I want to try this. And this is why I want to try it. Like, just having that thought. And like, well, have you thought about this and this? Like, huh, no, thank you. And now, you mm-hmm. know, how did it work? How did you do it? How do we improve it? You know? Again, that's why you're a part of an organization uh, or a part of a, a group. We are made for community. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're made to be together. So that's how do, we, how do we do it and how do we do it well, I guess. Yeah. Anything else? Mm-hmm. I, got one, I got one of our other f- end <laughs> questions I'm going to ask us to kind of a, uh, that we're going to leave on. So anything else you want to do? I don't think so. I'm good. Yeah, I think we're good. All right. So what is something you all like to do outside of your role as a teacher of math teachers? What is something you like to do outside of your role as a teacher of math teachers? I can go first. I'll give you time to think. Okay. Because I'm just... <laughs> I play like super nerdy board games and I love it. Well, my wife and I would play almost every night. We play something. We like Wingspan. We've got all the expansions. We've got the Oceana. <laughs> uh, we've got the European expansion pack we put together. Uh, so we like make birds and eggs and like and building nests and grabbing food anyway whatever uh that we also have a game called viticulture where we it's a game built around making wine it's, it's wonderful wonderful <laughs> it's a wonderful game all these there's pan am around uh like building routes for flights and stuff it's uh i wow. love it i I miss I, that's right. There's a game called Pan Am. Pan Am, yeah, that's where right. Where you build flights. You build like routes, kind of like <laughs> ticket to ride is like trains. Ticket but it's to ride more with, with airplanes. Yeah, wow. Yeah, with, Interesting. With Pan Am, you're trying to make stock. Love board games. Love them. Can't get enough. A little euchre, maybe a little card game. That's fun. <laughs> I haven't played euchre in a long yeah. time. All right. I've heard Great. of euchre. I think. I used to think it was named after Bob Euchre, but it's not. It's <laughs> <laughs> a different. Mister Baseball. Yeah, that's right. Just a bit outside. All right. <laughs> All right, what do you, what do you got? Um, so I like to play guitar. I I don't do it as much Freebird. as I like to. No, no. Acoustic guitar. I'm like Guitar George in the yeah, Dire yeah. Straits songs. I know all the chords, but right. strictly rhythm. Don't want to make it cry or sing. Um, but then something that apparently this is... I, I, I like the fact that the thing you're doing, you do it in community with yeah, your wife. Yeah. You guys like to do this. But uh, I, I like to collect comic books. I got back into this nice. just a couple of years ago. So um, I had some old comic books that yes. were just in the attic. And uh-huh. I was like, are these worth any money? Because I'd saved them for decades. Yeah. Answer's no. no. They are not <laughs> worth any. <laughs> they might be worth the cover yeah. price that I paid for them in the 90s. Yeah. But um, I just started, I, I really like some of the stories. And so yeah. I'm actually going to 
see about getting over to a comic book store and digging through their back nice. issues while I'm oh, down here it. in Orlando. Yeah. yeah. I was close to a record store. I'd go do that. That's my thing. <laughs> That's so fun. How about you, Jen? What do I do? Um, you all know this. I, I really enjoy training. So many of you, it's, it's fine. We come to these conferences. They're like, Jen, are you still lifting? And it's like, yeah. Um, I really enjoy that because it's like a way for me to build like not just physical strength, but it helps with like mental strength. Oh, yeah. And then just being in community with others that are lifting that like generally aren't in math education yeah. and don't know what I do. And so we can have like really great conversations. So you're yeah. lifting in community or yeah. with powerlifting teams or folks who are just trying to improve themselves mm. and yep. feel better. And mm. I don't, for me, it's like that strong connection between the work I do and teaching because like this unconditional positive regard and we should be uplifting one another, mm-hmm. right? I do the same thing in the gym. It's just like, I'm not competing with other people because at the end of the day, when you're working out, you're going home, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? That's right? Salt bath or, <laughs> yeah. you know, like rolling or whatever you need to do to recover. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I enjoy doing because it's just like a way to take care of myself so that I can show up and be there for the folks in, in our, in our different circles. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I love that we ended on that. Cause that's also when you're in community, when you're doing this stuff of we're reacting, we're not only just reacting to the things that we heard, but we're also investing in each other's lives and having mm-hmm. those little connection points. Again, we tell our stories, we build community, we build the overlap we have more connections and the more that we recognize our community, the more that we can do work like the work that was being talked about with the panel of how do we, how do we stand up to these standards that we set out for ourselves and how do we do that good work? Uh, um, Cause we need to do it. To, we can't do it on our own. We need That's to right. do it together. So awesome folks. All right. So that was, yeah. there we go. All right. There Thanks for listening Fine. to the podcast. Yeah. We hope you learn something <laughs> and, are able to uh, take going. action uh-huh. and uh, share, or no, I forget the and next interact, one. <laughs> interact with other math teacher educators. And also, did you know that AMT has another podcast, the Math Teacher Educator Podcast? That's I'm trying right, to do this from memory. Yeah. The MT <laughs> Podcast accompanies the latest edition of the Mathematics Teacher Educator Journal and as authors discuss the work they have submitted for publication to the journal. And that just reminds me hey, submits, if you're doing good work, Submit to the MTE journal. Put that manuscript together. Get with another. Get with somebody else. Put that good work uh, into a manuscript and send it off to as a submission to the journal. And if you want to learn more about what's being put in the journal, listen to the MTE podcast, and you can find a link to that in the show notes for this episode.